Hi there. Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. I'm Selena. And I'm Ryan. We are excited to bring you part two of How Marriage is Your Ministry. Um, we did part one last week, talked about all kinds of fun things that we'll get into and do a little recap for you. Yeah, and definitely go back and listen to that mm-hmm. if this is something that you're exploring. But yeah, we'll get more into that later. Yeah, we have a question from a listener. Uh, it's a, a couple that's engaged, so that'll be fun to talk about some of their... And they are asking about... asking about sex. How, how, how much is too much to talk about sex yeah, when you're it's engaged? Good, it's a good question. So good question. we'll get into that and we'll see you on the other side. Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in. Here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage, sex, communication, finances, priorities, purpose, and everything in between. Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. Jumping in. Let's jump right in. Jumping right in. We're not to... wasting any time today, folks. Nope. <laughs> I think no, we say that every no week. No preamble. <laughs> no questions for us. Oh, no highs and lows. No highs and lows. Aw. Wait, should we do highs and lows? That's my favorite part. <laughs> not my favorite. I just love... I like sharing and I like hearing where you're Wait, at, Wait, who's Sharon? <laughs> oh! She knows, she knows Anon. <laughs> <laughs> We have our guest today, uh, for, Sharon For and those Anon. of you that don't know, I made a mistake reading a, a, a question from a reader. It was supposed to be anonymous, and Ryan typed it Anon, and so I thought it was an actual person named Anon, <laughs> so just so everybody's in the loop. And then I said, That's I a like... a nice sh- name. Is that... I like sharing, and he said, who's Sharon? So that just happened. So yep. now you're all in the loop on the inside joke of Sharon and Anon. I think I have a really, a really good dad joke. I think you so say I'm, that so that I'm working on some dad jokes because you haven't been claiming them as your jokes. You're just no. Dad I didn't. Jokes. I didn't write. I didn't write this joke, <laughs> but it has to do with marriage. So okay, joke. It's like my wife and I. My wife and I got in a huge fight about my lack of sense of direction. So I just packed up my bags and write. But <laughs> I'm. <laughs> You're so funny. It's funnier when you read it written out. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we're not. We're not endorsing that you pack up your bags and. Right. Right. <laughs> Leave your marriage. <laughs> All right. No. <laughs> <laughs> if you're still listening, thank right. you. <laughs> no, we're just we're just having fun this week. But um in all seriousness, we are excited to talk about we talked a little bit about it last week about marriage is your ministry, um, and this idea uh, of discipleship uh within your marriage and how huge of an idea that is. And we've got some really interesting I think interesting and some solid points about how to start, how to get started discipling each other and what yeah. that looks like. Even maybe you're already doing it and you don't even know it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what, uh, so let's do that recap then. So okay. marriage is your ministry. What do we mean by that? Mm-hmm. And we kind of came around to two different, I mean, it's not our, these are not really our ideas. It's, I think maybe some of them are, but we've come together that there's two basic thoughts mm-hmm. around this, right? Your marriage is your ministry in that I'm called to minister to you. Right. Like first and foremost, into our babies, right? And to kind love of an you internal, well. like family unit thing. Yeah, and love you like Christ loves the church. Absolutely. And when um, Jesus said, "Go forth, you know, into all the world and make disciples," uh, you know, and love your neighbor as yourself. Those two, uh, those two uh, commandments, right. right? Are they? 
they start first in the home, right? Right, and then the marriage, how, you, and that's the first way, and then how your marriage is your ministry out from that, like how it radiates out, and that into yeah, what is your story, and how can right. God use your story and your testimony and right. your life and your your testimony both in word and in action right. to show people the gospel, right? Yeah, to make I, disciples and yeah. to evangelize and to serve in the church and to right. serve your community. I think that's taking, it's kind of lifting, like taking more of a 10,000 foot view of what God's done in your marriage and how maybe you are feeling led to share yeah. that and share through your brokenness, how God's redeemed that, that yeah. area and that time in your, in your marriage. Yeah, so, yeah. And that could be more than just you going it could be like having people into your home as mm-hmm. hospitality being your ministry. Or right. if you feel this, this conviction, we didn't talk about this last week, but if you feel this conviction to adopt a child, mm-hmm. right. Or to foster right. children right. or to do anything in your community that, you know, one of the things that we like when our family vision, you've heard us talk about our family vision. We really care about, we want our daughters to understand that the world is a big place in need of a big God. Mm-hmm. And so part of that, and we haven't done this yet, so maybe we'll try to do this sometime, sometime this summer, <laughs> but go into like uh, the local rescue mission mm-hmm. and have them serve food, right? Or right. have them, they're a little young. I think that's probably why we haven't done it yet because yeah. they're so little. It's like hard enough just to get them to eat their own food. Well, and part of, <laughs> right. And part of, I think just illustrating, you know, who, how big God is and how much he loves us and how much he, he provides for us and gives to us is something simple that we've kind of done is we're, you know, trying to go through toys and things that we don't use in our clothes, yeah. you know, Della, uh, there's things that we just can't, you know, we don't hand down or whatever. And we just want to give to our local like thrift yeah. store or whatever and consignment. And mainly like, you know, Goodwill has been the place for us right now because we, we give it, I, we, I teach Della like, Hey, we're going to get rid of this. Why are we getting rid of these mommy? Because they don't fit you anymore. And some other girls, little girls could probably use them. Plus when we give them to this place, it helps these people have jobs. And so kind of like expanding right. on not just what we're doing, but why we're doing it. And that forces us and makes us, which I feel like we are intentional about our purchases, where we purchase, why and how. And so just, I think painting more of that picture definitely, you know, helps them understand God in some way. I mean, they are two and four, but you know, Jesus says, let the, let the children come to me, like don't hinder them. And so, um, we're trying to do this, you know, on every front so that we can. if you don't can. have kids, you can't have your marriage be your ministry. <laughs> you can. <laughs> <laughs> you always get going on the kids stuff. I'm sorry. It's That's... where I live right now. <laughs> that is my, that is my di- discipleship irene- arena. <laughs> it is. Discipleship all that, arena. All that starts with understanding that yeah. this marriage is not just, it's not just a, it's not just we're, we're roommates or right. we are just people that are living together. Yeah then have this covenant, but really we have a covenant for a purpose. That's where it all comes from. And so we wanted to, so we got on a tangent last week and we started talking about discipleship. Yeah. You were trying to hijack my, (laughs) my podcast ideas. (laughs) Yeah. And we realized that it was really good. This is a good thing to kind of fill out and explore for ourselves. And we thought because of that, maybe it's a good thing to explore on the podcast. So, um, traveling right there with you, friends. So, yeah. So what, what is discipleship? And so, uh, and why is it important for your marriage? Important? Like how does it, I, I, how does it integrate and touch on the whole ministry aspect of marriage? Yeah. So I want to read for, from Matthew 28 and it's the great commission. Um, I'm sure you're familiar with it, and, but, uh, it definitely is where we're, where we're starting today. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, Matthew 28 verse 16 through 20. It says, now the 11 disciples went to Galilee to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, 
All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Mm. And so we're obviously so focusing in on the on the go therefore and make disciples of all nations, mm-hmm. baptizing them in the, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. So when we talk about making disciples, because, okay, so well, th- Jesus was giving this as a result of the people believing, yeah, right? Yeah. And so he's saying, it did, it did say someone doubted him, but he's basically saying like, turn your faith into action, go therefore and, and live this out, mm-hmm. right? And and spread this message. And well, and he offers assurance and empowerment <clears throat> through him. Yeah, he says, know? "I'm with you always." Well, and all authority in heaven and on earth mm. has been given to me. Right. Go so, therefore, like he's he's saying, you're not doing this on your own. I'm with you. Like he he says it from the beginning. All authority has been given to me. Do this, and I'm with you. Like when you do that, it's so yep. powerful. I'm yeah. just reading, rereading the words. Yeah. Well, it's amazing how God's word will do that to you, mm-hmm. right? So we asked the question, why is discipleship important? Well, right. that right there right. is that we were, Jesus has told us to do this. Mm-hmm. And now why did Jesus tell us to do this? Mm-hmm. Well, it's for our good and for God's glory, right. right? And so, and we can only respond out of a heart that has truly encountered Jesus and encountered and experienced his goodness and his faithfulness to us and his power. And when we come face to face with who he is, there's the fruit of our lives is undeniable from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what, what does that fruit actually look like mm-hmm. and how do we go about harvesting that fruit? Right. And growing the fruit and harvesting it. Right. right? That's right. discipleship. Yep. So, so I have a good friend. I talked about it last time. His name is Josh. He's an incredible smart. Mm-hmm. Sp- well, he's actually, he was a ranger in the army mm-hmm. for many years and he's like this highly decorated, like war veteran. Right. And he also uh, trained the dogs mm-hmm. in the army. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I just sound like such a noob, right? <clears throat> I've never been in the army, so I don't know. Yeah. But he, I mean, and he's just like this man, man's man to the core. Mm-hmm. And, and he loves Jesus mm-hmm. like with all his heart. He actually ended up t- using the GI bill to go to Southern mm-hmm. Baptist um, seminary, theological seminary. He's a seminarian now and he's a <laughs> pastor. He's an elder. He's not actually a full-time pastor. He, he actually disciples kids yeah. through this, um, Nonprofit called Rally Sports. Right. He, he's also like a highly accomplished wrestler in like the college <laughs> arena. Yeah. So, I mean, just an amazing guy. Yeah. Um, and he's got the beard to show for it. <laughs> anyway, Josh, if you're listening, you're probably not. But hey, uh, so he, so I got to sit down with him. We're talking about this framework for discipleship because mm-hmm. we're trying to, we want to know how to disciple each other, how to disciple younger people in our lives, mm-hmm. but also our listeners and our readers, how do we actually lead you mm-hmm. um, to disciple each other and even to use your marriage as mm-hmm. you're ministering this way to disciple other marriages mm-hmm. and your kids? And yeah. so we're just trying to figure out how this works. And we're just giving you an inside peek to that because mm-hmm. your marriage is your ministry. Right. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Definitely is, one major avenue to be able to share the gospel is through yeah. your marriage. <laughs> yeah. And, this, uh, and so <clears throat> this, this outline for discipleship actually came from the conversation I had um, with Josh a few, a few weeks back. Um, and it's from a book by Robert Coleman. It's based on a book by Robert Coleman, um, which is called the master plan of evangelism. Hmm. And he looks at the life of Jesus and kind of looks at it from a, um, I don't know. I haven't actually finished the book. I started it, but it's sold like millions of copies. And mm-hmm. Anyway, check that out if, if you want more information, but where this is coming from is, is from that conversation with Josh. So Josh basically gave us three, there's like a three, 
three parts to discipleship mm-hmm. as they use it in reality sports and has and as he uh, disciples younger guys. Mm-hmm. The first one's information. Now, obviously, that sounds obvious. <laughs> Wait, that was a good sentence <laughs> right there. That was a good one. That was a good one. <laughs> I'm on my game today. Um, so, information, imitation, and innovation. Those that's those are the big points. Mm-hmm. And then within information, we have um, learning what it means to actually be. Um, be on on mission to be to be a follower of Christ. Right, right. So the first step to that is is, is what studying Scripture, jumping into the Word, reading it. And you mentioned last week. There's is there three ways you were starting to read it. Yeah. There's like an informative way that you were just kind of gathering the information. There was we're a, reading a lot like in a sitting. So yes, I, so sorry. You remember like, if so on the Kickstarter, there's this project called Bibliotheca, and this guy. Um, Adam, I think I can't remember his full name. He created these books that are they're they're well. He just formatted the Bible in a way that he took out all the chapter numbers, all the verse numbers. So it's basically a book. It's like reading a book reading without story, any yeah. of the clutter right. of it. Now I love Bible well, we references. Need it. Yes, and that. We, we need, need those. All that stuff. <laughs> yes, but it was just a very different way of reading the Bible. Yeah, because it feels more like <clears throat> you're reading a story, which it is a story. It's more than a story, yeah. but so much of it still is. Right. And um, I think we tend to distracted by it. Yeah. Yeah. I think we tend exactly distracted. I think we tend to not get hung up, but sometimes I feel like I can miss the overall like idea sometimes Mm -hmm. when I get so dug into the verses as well. But like, or you'll be like, I'm just going to read one chapter and you want with no regard for like what was before that or what's after that. Not trying to actually understand the story for the story, but just saying I'm reading from milestone one to milestone two can get distracting so so this the first mode is reading just for volume for volume so this is information and then reading scripture and you were say, talking about three ways of reading scripture for like for volume for you got to remind me of these well studying so uh so reading for volume and studying observation interpretation application right and so then, yes. like looking at a few verses or yeah. looking at a whole right and digging into chapter. them yeah and then the whole memorizing aspect which is yeah. huge hugely transforming mm-hmm. and i am so convicted about that all the time anytime i've memorized scripture it yeah. has just revolutionized my hu- life yeah it's a huge part of discipleship right. and it's a simple thing that we really can do mm-hmm. and god's given his word for us to hide in our hearts mm-hmm. yeah so that's the first <clears throat> part of information now bear in mind everything we're sharing here has application outside of your marriage but we're trying to th- think we're specifically to, yeah. how this applies to you and yep. your spouse yep Right, so Selena, you encouraged me a lot. You came out this morning, and I was reading uh, in Samuel in the, my Bibliotheca volume. And there's mm-hmm. like five huge volumes, mm-hmm. and I probably read through like eight chapters mm-hmm. of Samuel. I would have never read that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you were encouraging in that, and you just kind of let me. You didn't say anything, but you were like, I could tell you were okay with me just sitting there, even though our youngest was crying. <laughs> right, um, it's fine. And so there's that. So the second part of information um, after scripture is prayer. Prayer. Yeah. So. How do we, how are we actually called to pray? Yeah. Are we, yeah. Well, there's a few uh, ways that we've kind of listed out and gleaned from this, the whole master plan of evangelism and your conversation with Josh is just, um, we can start with adoration. I mean, if you look at the, how God instructs us to pray, mm-hmm. right. That outlines look at the Lord's prayer. Exactly. And this is based on that. So there's the acts, um, acronym when ACTS adoration, oh, that part, adoration, you confession, said, yeah. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving and supplication. supplication. Yep, you said that last week. That's so, a great framework for prayer. Right. So when I'm stuck... On my own or with you. <laughs> mm-hmm. When I'm laying in bed <clears throat> and like falling asleep, 
or I, I, most oftentimes I'll wake up in the morning with this. I feel this like sense of like Jeff mm-hmm. Potts. I, I woke up. I was going to text oh, him. Oh, Jeff, I, he's on the podcast uh, again. Jeff's on it again. <laughs> but I woke up uh, Sunday morning just thinking about him. Yeah. And so I just started praying about him because yeah. Jeff's a pastor and I, yeah. didn't, I don't know what's going on. I just felt this need, this yeah. burden to pray for yeah. for God to use him. And, right. and so um, a lot of times when I dive into that prayer, I'll look at, I'll think about, okay, here's what's on my heart, but let me just work through this acronym. Right. God, thank you for today. Yeah. You're amazing. Yeah. I love you. You're, you alone are worthy. That's the adoration mm-hmm. and confession is God. Um, I, I need you, mm-hmm. right? Forgive me. Yeah. I think maybe that's not, we are forgiven, but like we have to repent and turn back to him. Right. So like, God, I, I, I haven't been trusting you yeah. in these ways Yeah. or I've sinned in these ways. So I've put myself in, in right. on the throne for a bit and right. you're not. Or, so how yeah. do I turn back to right. you? Right. Um, Thanksgiving is thank you for all you've got. You've done supplication is, is putting things before him. Yeah. Um, and like requests. Mm-hmm. Right. So that that's the prayer. So that we, where you got start you started praying for Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, I, I just started praying right for Jeff. I didn't follow this that no. morning, but I think it's it's probably okay. If you're stuck, yeah. <laughs> I think God still hears you. I think so too. You don't have to like go It's <laughs> 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 just helpful if you're trying to figure out a Absolutely. Well and how to pray together, because I think sometimes we're just like, Okay, do you want to pray and then I'll pray or like but when you walk through adoration how can we how are we worshiping and adoring God? And then confession together is so powerful. You know, yeah, like as a couple, God, we have not trusted you with this area. Like so, right. so many times the area that we, we get up, up in arms about is finances mm-hmm. because we're self-employed. So it's like every month is like, I hope we can pay our <laughs> bills, but like we have, it's so easy to take back right. trust from God and not give it to him. Right. Um, and yeah, so yeah. So start, yeah. So information again, starting with this first I information underneath that is scripture and prayer. Uh, which has the acronym of ACTS, Adoration, mm-hmm. Confession, Thanksgiving, <clears throat> Supplication. And then underneath that, so we're going uh, scripture, prayer, and accountability. So, and I thought this was good. You said last week, um, you said, I think along those words, like we're not just talking about accountability and like, like a, within like a porn addiction. It, a porn addiction is not just a porn addiction. It, it's not a, it's not a porn issue. It's a gospel issue. And I thought that was really key that you said that yeah, because we're being held accountable to the gospel it, under, you know, under this law of freedom, like with Jesus, Jesus brought freedom, um, from, I don't know how I'm trying to say this. Maybe you're, you can interpret better for me, but he, he, he came to, he came to set us free, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know what you're going to say. I'm sorry. No, I'm trying to, I'm processing too. I'm sorry. It's for freedom that Christ has set us free. And so it's out of that freedom that we can be held accountable. Does that make sense? Right. Okay. So, and that's where this accountability comes in from a discipleship standpoint. Yes. Yes. You know, that I am accountable, like I am holding you accountable to the gospel in Mm -hmm. your life. Because I love you, not because I'm policing you. Right. Because I love you. Whether that's sin, whether that's, um, how you can act out in more in faith, right? If God is calling you to something and you're, you're, not you're not faith filled yeah. in pursuing that oh, and be, yeah and or how is it what is competing for jesus's yeah. place yeah in your life so right. pornography is one of those things where you are if you're routinely turning to sin yeah to satisfy you where only christ can or right. you, you're right. you're you know what i mean you're not repenting right 
the fruit is so evident. And I think mm-hmm. as, as married couples, the unique aspect that we have this direct line to each other's heart, I think it's, at least for us, I feel like it can be, there's triggers that go, not triggers, but there's like kind of alarms and red flags that go off when I see fruit mm-hmm. produced in your life that I'm like, hmm, you know, like mm-hmm. this doesn't really seem like it's, it's coming from the right place. Like, let's talk about this, you know? And I feel like you can see that in me sooner and faster and clearer than a friend could see. Oh, for sure. You know? Yeah. But it's so hard because it's such a sensitive area of like, well, how dare you call me out on this? You're mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. You know, like because we can see each other so clearly and so quickly, it's easy to point the finger you instead of loving. Familiar yes. too, where you're yeah. like, oh, you don't actually believe anything. You're right. Right. And usually that comes from a place of we are not connecting. I don't yep. feel loved by you. I don't right. feel like what you're saying is coming from a loving place. Right. So, you know what I mean? Or yeah. I'm not loving and you, even giving if, you the courtesy of listening to right, you. Right. Exactly. I was going to say, even if it's trying, if I'm trying to come from a loving place and you're not hearing it, it's sometimes it's just out of my hands and I have to just pray for you or like, you know, I'm not just saying you, but you can pray for me and God help her to hear what, well, there's wisdom. Or help me to there's be clear wisdom. on this. Yeah. One of the, yeah, there's wisdom in when, right? So knowing right. not every time is opportune to be like, how is the gospel bearing weight in your life? <laughs> and the person's like, I'm just like reeling from something, yeah. some, some really irritating or frustrating or hurtful thing that yeah. just happened. And so there's wisdom in just knowing when right. to come alongside and weep right. with the weeper and rejoice with those yeah. who are rejoice, rejoicing. That's a, that's a Romans passage. Yeah. I think these are, this is the whole accountability thing is, is a very sensitive area for marriage, you know, but I think it's a very liberating area as well when we are mutual too. Yeah. It's very mutual. And so, yeah, I think that we, you and I have experienced kind of that freedom within accountability, you know, I mean, specifically to the just struggle with pornography or, you know, whatever is out there. It's. I think being able to talk about it openly and to come to the table, both of us transparently mm-hmm. um, has been very liberating and has definitely like deepened our roots in our marriage. I think what makes it really helpful in marriage is that we, this, you are more of a stakeholder in your spouse's right. like uh, sanctification right. than anyone else in the whole world. Right. And they are more a stakeholder in your sanctification than anyone else in the whole world. Right. And so when we talk about this accountability, like how is the gospel actually transforming you? Mm-hmm. That's something that is mutual and that mm-hmm. is to be like, I am. So when we go through this and we talk about it, mm-hmm. what is God doing in your life? Yeah. I'm listening to you. I'm giving you feedback on that. And then I'm telling you what God is doing in my life. Mm-hmm. And you're listening to me giving me feedback on that. And even and asking then, questions too and saying, how do you, how do you see that playing out or how you're, I see you're struggling with this. Is this where you think it's coming from? Or, you know, you just, you start engaging naturally. And I think the connection just starts happening and mm-hmm. it's just so powerful you know, when, and you know, maybe you're a new listener and you're just like, I don't even know where to start with discipleship with my spouse because we go to church, but we just get food after we don't even talk. Like we just go to church. So I'm maybe I'm scared or I don't know what to do. Well, start with reading some scripture or talk about, maybe start the conversation with what did, what did you learn at church or what stuck out to you today? Like, so we real... wrote, we wrote a book. It's called two is one. This is our first book. We also book. wrote a book. <laughs> this could be helpful. Well, I'm saying if you <laughs> no, need something good. tangible, that's, that's, what I'm that's saying, yeah. entry. And I don't say, I don't think it's entry level necessarily, but it's really kind of, um, it's something you can do it's together. It's an easy thing it's you not, can do together. It's not me asking you all the time. It's, yeah. You know? And so the book's called two is one. If you I'm go prodding. to two is one devotional.com or just go to our website shop.fiercemarriage.com, you'll find it there. And what it is, it's, it's, these, it's probably about 200, 300 words. 
in devotional. You can read mm-hmm. it in five minutes or less. And there's a scripture. There's always a scripture. And it's always, there's some application questions and a place mm-hmm. where you can pray together. Basically, that's like, it's the discipleship process right. in a nutshell. Yeah. Um, and so that's like a tool that you could do if you have a spouse that, that you haven't done this before with. It's, yeah. It can warm you up. And it's a 30-day devotional. So it'll, it's enough to build a habit. So good. Um, I want to go back real fast before we move on to the imitation and what that means. So we're talking about information and that's understanding, gaining a mutual understanding about the things of God is mm-hmm. what, is what we're talking about. Scripture, prayer and accountability. So on prayer, um, I, there's a book by Tim Keller. Mm-hmm. It's called prayer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you know, you're a great author when you can just name your books, like without any sense right, of right. like, like it's prayer. It's not like <laughs> catchy or anything. Um, but but he talks in there about the power of of praying scripture mm-hmm. and responding to scripture as if it's as if they are what they are with mm-hmm. God's words to you. Yeah. And so when you read a scripture, say, God, you said this. You said that you was for freedom that you set me free. I'm not experiencing freedom in this area. Help me. Mm. Right. And so, so that, that's how scripture and prayer and then accountability. That I mean, right there, that's the whole mm-hmm. thing in a nutshell. Again. Mm-hmm. So good. All right. So that's information that's getting on the same page about the things of God. Um, then imitation. So this is where it gets a little bit foggier for a marriage. Now, if I'm, or you, if you're discipling a young lady mm-hmm. and you, she's saying, I'm a baby Christian, teach me like the, the things of God, teach me how to, how to pursue Christ. You'll, you'll go through these things. You'll say, here's how we read scripture. Mm-hmm. Here's how we pray. Here's at least a, a framework that will help you. Now I'm gonna hold you accountable to the gospel of work in your life. Okay. Now you go and do those things. Right. So now she's going to go, we're going to read those things together. Mm-hmm. And, and now, she, now she's going to go and read scripture by herself. She's going to pray by herself. She's mm-hmm. going to um, start um, answering those accountability, que- accountability mm-hmm. questions and like a journaling sort of thing. Mm-hmm. That's what we mean by imitation. Mm-hmm. Again, this is all about discipleship. So I think this is where it well, can start to apply to your kids a little bit more. Right. But I also, you know, I think you can, if you don't have a couple that you feel like you can be discipled by, maybe that's time to start finding one and seeking one out. Hmm. And reading scripture with them, praying with them, mm-hmm. having them hold you accountable. You know, that's, <clears throat> excuse me, that's where community I feel like comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and praying for, praying for those people to come into your life. If you don't have somebody that you can already, um, sort of imitate with and can, they've there. I imagine these people are a few years ahead of us. <laughs> you know, these are that kinds helps. of, these are the people that have kind of been there and done that and have passed the season that you're in. Um, so they're cheering you on from a little bit down further in the race, you know, or at least if they're not older in their age, older in their faith, right? Right. Where they, they just have, they've matured more in their faith right. and that's okay. Right. And they're the same age and they have walked through similar, similar situations. You know, we know people that have gone through infidelity and are wanting to share their story and kind of walk right. through what, what the healing process looks like, you know, at a, at a certain level. Um, with another couple, you yeah, know? all of this is, I think, predicated by mm-hmm. you have a relationship yeah, with absolutely. them, and there's a con- there's a context right. for all this conversation happening. Yes, yes. Obviously, marriage is the big relationship we're talking about, but there's right. other you as a couple can yep. go talk to uh, and have a relationship with another couple. Absolutely. So you're imitating each right. other, you're right. imitating them, mm-hmm. and that you're you're going through and, and learning how to do these things. That's what right. discipleship is, and it's so beautiful over time. I just mm-hmm. think, and it happens. Yes, it happens through relationship, but it, that begins with friendship, you know, that begins, I can't tell you how many <laughs> women, friends, you know, wives, moms, whatever they, 
um, when they share, oh, what if I've listened to this podcast and this has just hit me and blah, I've been struggling with it, you know, and so we just start talking about it, and then I want to listen to something because I, I'm so excited to like share or I just need something to kind of help my spirit right. or I've been reading the word. And so just that back and forth relationship is a constant, I think, reflection of imitation. And, and this is honestly how relationships in general work, right? Mm-hmm. So you're, you're, you're already starting to imitate in a way right. that is it part of that culture of those right. relationships, right? right? So you're talking about your ladies group. Sharpens you and prods you on a bit right. in the faith and in a good, in the gospel, a great way. Right. So anytime you have a new friendship or, you know, you're going to get information, you're going to get on the mm-hmm. same page with each other, then you're going to start imitating each other in, in endearing ways. Right. And then you're going to start innovating on that. And that's yeah. the, that's the third I. Yeah. And now what, in the context of discipleship, what innovation means is that, okay, now you've got the information, you've mm-hmm. got, you're growing in your spiritual maturity. Mm-hmm. You've, and we've done that through imitation and through re- repetition, mm-hmm. right? We're reading scripture together. together. We're studying God's yep. word together. Yep. We're memorizing and holding each other right. um, to a standard of memorization and of, of prayer yeah, and prayer and devotion in that prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course you could get very detailed on these things like, are you praying how often and mm-hmm. when, and not, not as a legalistic thing, but as an expression of faith, mm-hmm. You know, that I, rep- I rely on Jesus. So I'm praying. Yeah. So now it's innovation. So now you take that and this is where, that's where we're talking about going outward. Mm-hmm. Right. And so now Selena's, uh, I'm using you as the example because you're sitting right in front <laughs> <Fine>. of me. <laughs> uh, now you, you go and you're discipling young ladies and you're imitating right. how I've discipled you and I'm going to disciple young men and you're, I'm imitating how you've discipled me. Right. And I'm, I'm, and I'm, and I'm innovating on that, meaning that I'm not going to disciple a friend, a guy friend who's five years younger than me, I'm not going to disciple him like I disciple my wife or mm-hmm. like my wife disciples me. Right. I'm going to innovate on that. And there's going to be context, meaning that we might go camping mm-hmm. and that'll be like a, a kickoff for a deeper relationship, right. right? Or we might decide to meet for breakfast once a month. Right. And that's not something that I would do with you because we have breakfast all the time together. Right. So, so it's, it's more like creative for it's cre- intentional, like creativity for the relationship, like yeah. the type of relationship that it or is. Or if there's somebody at your job. Mm-hmm. Now we work together and we work at home. So like if your spouse. There's this coworker of mine. <laughs> yeah. And he I is wish, a I jerk. Need, I think we need to talk about inviting <laughs> him over for dinner to talk to him about Jesus. Oh, that Jesus. would be nice. <laughs> Just to have a little bit of love. <laughs> But like if you're, if your husband or your wife, they're going into the workplace yeah. and they are head up on a swivel thinking, God, yeah. I've been commissioned into this world by mm-hmm. Jesus Christ himself to go forth to all the nations and make disciples mm-hmm. and baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Okay. So now I've got my coworker, Steve, who that relationship is, is not anywhere where it should be. Right. And so you innovate by saying, Hey Steve, let's grab lunch. I'd like to just see where you're at. This Can I pray for you? This would be a man with a man. I would not encourage. Yeah. 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 <laughs> not, Opposite, yeah. yeah. I don't think. Genders. I, I'm just I, saying that. In general, I, I don't think discipleship should be like guy on, you know, one-on-one, a guy with a girl. Right. Or it's, one-on-one, a girl yeah. with a guy. That's, I don't think that's healthy. Yeah. And Unless no you're married or your, your marriage, you're married or you're engaged and like, and you're doing it couples. Like, yeah. As a couple, you're doing it with yes. another, but so, and I love Matt Chandler. He said, uh, he goes, the, the easiest way to start a conversation of faith with somebody who doesn't have or share the Christian faith is mm-hmm. just to say, how can I be praying for you? Totally. At worst, they say, don't, don't pray, pray for, for me. me. <laughs> like, leave me alone. Right, right. But you know what? No one's going to say That's that. That's huge. No, I've said that a lot. I've actually, yeah, because it's, it's so powerful. You, you're, you're 
not lording your Christianity over them, which none of us should, but I think we tend to do on accident. Mm -hmm. And we're just meeting them where they're at. And we're saying we, God is a person, our God that we serve is personal. He's intentional. Mm -hmm. He's loving. He's all powerful. And we want to like connect you this way. So many times we can speak, we confuse the, the call to discipleship and the call to um, evangelize Mm -hmm. as a call to control someone else's faith conversion. Yeah. (laughs) When really Jesus or Paul said, what he goes, I, I, I planted the seed and Apollos watered it and only God can make it grow. grow. We're like, we're just planters of seeds and we're spreaders of seed. Right. And by saying to somebody, a coworker or a friend saying, Hey, how can I be praying for you? Yeah. That, what that does, it, like you said, it, it gives them an opportunity to respond mm-hmm. and they, a lot of times they'll feel cared for in mm-hmm. that. Um, cause you do care for them. It's not just a, it's not, right. you're not just faking it. Like no. you do want to pray for them. Nobody got time for that. But you're also, <laughs> but you're also making known to them that prayer is something that's important to Absolutely. you. Absolutely. And so and you take seriously, of course. You take it seriously. And then yeah. what, a, a week later, a month, months down you the line, you can say, check in with where them are about. you at? Like, what do you think about? Like, where are you at with your spirituality, with your faith? Well, and even, yeah, and checking back with that person. I feel like asking for prayer is such a, an open, a huge, just opens the door to their world. And then you know so much more about them. And then you are able to connect and like mm-hmm. check in with them, which shows that you care about them. Mm-hmm. And that's huge. And over time, you know, I think I've hung out with friends for you know a few months um, <clears throat> before we've ever had like a real conversation about Jesus. And that was pre kids. When you have kids, sometimes you just dive in and that's mm-hmm. just how it goes. If there's kids at the play date and you're talking to other moms and you're just like, you know, if they, it comes up, where do you, do you go to church? Where do you go to church? You know, just kind of, it's amazing right. how quickly it comes up when you don't even mean for it to do, but right. Or if they, you know, or they say, this happens a lot more with men. I'd say where yeah. you'd be like, Hey, how can I pray for you? And they say, well, actually I don't really believe in God. And that's, at least, you know, yeah. like, at least you can say, okay, oh, this is and where then, we're starting. So why, why not? I'm <laughs> right. just curious. I'm like, I'm yeah. not trying to like convince you cause God can only change a heart. Right. But like, what is, where yeah. does that, you consider yourself a rational person. Let's have a rational conversation yeah. about the rationality. That's funny. I don't think women would ever do that. What? I, right. I mean, they might, I'm not saying all women wouldn't cause I know that there are women and it's that pretty would. rare for a guy to like, but. honestly, for like, you see a lot of that on the internet. Yeah. A lot of people yes. like trolling around the internet, yes. but like in real life, when it comes down to it, like people are, yeah, there's like, less... Oh, I don't, you know, I don't believe in God, but they want to keep it happy and, and yeah. safe. So they're not <laughs> going to like dive into that. I so... love it. Mate, I love the awkward situations like that. <laughs> it's just like, you just laugh. You I feel the awkwardness. I want of them all. to own their atheism uh, or their agnosticism. And I will, and I'm I'd just love like, to just, they just don't know like, Jesus yet. And they're probably hurting a lot and they need him. And you're just like, <laughs> but that, but that hurt comes from the, anyway, I know. A pridefulness. Yes. And a lot of those. Uh, anyway. So we can talk about this a lot. <laughs> Rabbit trails. We, we still have a, a question to ask too. Yeah, we did <laughs> go. Answer. Just a quick recap before we jump into that. Because yep. this I feel like is a rich topic. Mm-hmm. We're not being exhaustive. Um, but I do think this gives us a good framework. And so it's three eyes. Mm-hmm. And then the first eye has three sub bullets underneath it. So that that helps you visualize it. <laughs> um, information. That's where you're actually learning what it means to, to uh, ingest the things of God, um, through and to readings. participate in your faith through right. reading scripture, um, through, uh, and that comes in three different ways, just through memorization, through reading it for volume and through studying passages or passages and verses at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, the information sub bullet two is prayer. And we gave a framework that's acts, mm-hmm. adoration, confession, 
uh, thanksgiving and supplication. Mm-hmm. And then the final part of information is accountability. How's the gospel actually changing you? Mm-hmm. And then the second I is imitation and that you're going and doing what you're learning by yourself. And then innovation is you're going out into your community mm-hmm. and, um, and, and, and basically opening up these conversations for discipleship right, right. Uh, for people that, with people that you know. Right. So Josh would probably hear this and he'd be like, man, you butchered it. <laughs> <laughs> so Josh, uh, if you're listening to this, just shoot me a text and, and tell me how I could be better. Uh, hold me accountable. <laughs> right. So all of this, you know, within the conce- context of marriage, you know, and discipling your first neighbors, starting with those first relationships, you know, God, there's an order to things I feel like. And, you know, if we're discipling all of those around us and ignoring kind of our kids and our, our, our husband, our spouse, then there might be some problems. (laughs) Huh? I'm ignoring your husband. (laughs) So there might be some, which I just did. No, (laughs) this is a cry for help listeners. (laughs) (laughs) You're fine. Totally kidding. You know, so I think that we can all see that. And I guess the challenge for um that we would put out there is where can mm. you start how can you start um have you started there is a great book that i want to talk to people about just real fast and i think it fits into the challenge okay. how, and how do you live this out in a family context I think this is a good like husband leader head of the household thing too. yeah like i think this oh, family falls worship there. yeah because you when yeah. you're doing it i'm like yes i'm on board lead me and i haven't but done a good job lately <laughs> We haven't done right. it in a while. I need to reread this book. And when I do it, I feel like just, oh, it's what I'm supposed to do. Like, But when you do it, I'm like, I'm so much more elated about it. I don't know. That's interesting. And so what you're talking about, we haven't actually said it. It's called Family Worship. <laughs> Sorry. Selena, Selena loves to assume that you've read her mind. <laughs> this is how we communicate, by the way. Selena will be talking about really a thing and I'm like trying it. to figure out exactly. You've gotten really good at it, though. You know what I'm trying to say. I do, because I know what's in your head. <laughs> I'm in your head, Freddie. <laughs> So there's a book by Donald Whitney, and it's called Family Worship, and it is only about uh, – it's a small book, and it's like 65 pages long. It's very short. But the idea of family wor- worship is basically discipleship with intentionality and how up until about, I don't know, 60 years ago, family families worshipped together mm-hmm. as many churches. And he lays out this really easy framework for, for – and I'll say it's simple. It's not easy, but it's simple – and it's basically read, pray, sing. Mm. And you might be thinking, what in the world? I'm not going to sing. I can't sing. But basically read scripture, mm. pray about it with your kids, and sing a song. Just sing Jesus Loves Me. Yeah. Or like whatever song you, you can think of that just makes much of Christ. Mm-hmm. And let that, like do that daily with your family. Mm-hmm. It takes, if we do it, when, we, when we're doing it consistently, it takes like five, ten minutes. Mm-hmm. And that's basically what he's, especially with small kids, mm-hmm. as your kids get older, the times will get richer and, and longer, longer yeah. and they'll have more to say and Absolutely. more to bring to the table. Um, but that is a great place to start when, it, when we talk about discipleship within the family. Mm-hmm. Again, the book is called family worship. Um, and it's by a guy named Donald Whitney. I'm going to throw that in the show notes. Awesome. Um, when we that post link. this, yeah. So, Perfect. You can, so you can buy it. It's, it's like a, it's like a $7 book. So no excuses. People. <laughs> it's a great book. It's really powerful. So yeah, that, I, I feel like we've been, this has been a really full episode. I'm really not sure if we should answer a question. Well, on we this can't one. bait and switch people because now they're waiting I'm for it. Sure, so let's just right. answer it. Okay, let's, okay. Well, Sorry, friends. I'm not trying to bait and switch. I'm just trying to not that we have be conscious the of conscience answer. of your time. Conscience, conscience. <laughs> we may not have the <laughs> answer, but we'll at least provide some thoughts. Right. So, Selena, why don't you read? Actually, Since, hey, it's, from, it's from a guy, so okay. I'm going to read it. Because um, <laughs> I don't want it to sound hey like guys, it's from a guy. Hey, guys. Do you want me to just use my man voice? <laughs> yeah, use your. You have one of those? I didn't know that. Hi, guys. Okay. So a question. 
To what extent is it appropriate for an engaged couple to talk about sex? How specific is too specific? And what other things should we take into consideration? My fiance and I are getting married in a few months, and we want to be prepared for this important part of our marriage, but we also want to make sure we are guarding our thoughts and hearts. Thanks, It's a Jim. good question. It's a good question. It is a very, very good question. Um, I, and I think it's a, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's just a really, it's a good question coming from a good place, I feel like. It, I, yeah, I feel like that is a really healthy way to ask that. Um, but I'm just going to go from my gut. There's not like scripture that says thou shalt not talk about sex before right. you're married or betrothed. Right. right. Um, so I'm just going to say like, I don't think it's wise to talk specifics at all. Right. Cause all you're going to do is get yourselves all riled up. <laughs> it's true. It's like, true. I can't and imagine. P- well, part of those conversations are when you're married and having sex, like yeah. those are the, that's the time to awaken love or to have those conversations. To awaken love. Exactly. That's what is that? In Psalm of, Song of Solomon. Song of Solomon. Don't awake, don't awaken love before and, it's a point of time. And this is assuming that you're waiting to have sex before you get married. This is assuming that, Which you I know, think, yeah. I mean, if, well, and if there have been previous partners, you know, you're familiar with the process maybe a little bit more. And so it's like, again, we would encourage you to have guarded conversations um, and not, I don't think there is anything that you need to get into as far as specifics go aside from like, like if you're going to uh, talk about birth control, that kind of thing, or if well, you're going to... Well, yeah, contraception. Contraception, um, sorry. That's a whole other topic. Right. And that's and so yeah, that's one thing that's really healthy to talk about because contraception is one of those things. Chemical birth control is one of right. those things that a lot of people take for granted as okay. And we would encourage you definitely not to do that. You need to make sure you're, you're educated on what it. that actually yeah. means, what birth control is chemically doing. Yeah. That's a whole works. other conversation. Right. But, but I think those are ones that you can have yeah. when you're engaged and talking about yes. uh, what you know what is our what's gonna. How are we going to walk this out? But I out? can't imagine if when we were engaged and, and we were like, and we'd be out having, you know, dinner one night or or in the car sitting talking. And I'm right. like, I can't wait till we're just like married. I'll, I'm going to like, here's what I'm going to do. Right. <laughs> yeah. That, that's, that cannot lead anywhere good. Right. Right. So, but you can talk about maybe your desires in general, meaning that I want us to have a healthy sex life. Yeah. Here's what, what does that, that look like? like? Yep. Yeah. Um, and so any sort of specifics I think are going to be really tough. Right. And I think if you need to to like filter through some specifics it might be healthy to go to a mentor or somebody yes for sure um outside of your yeah yeah sorry, you're I, nodding your head so i was i had guys in my life that were like yeah. all right here's what you need to expect right like slow down yeah <laughs> let's put like, let's calibrate these we expectations were yeah we were, yeah and so it was like i didn't know you know you, you have like this inflated view of what it's going to be right, like right and in reality it's a pretty it's a pretty hard thing to do for the first time right and if you feel if you and if you impose all this pressure on your on your i'm talking to guys now on your future wife and she starts to feel like there's this big like built up and she may be just super tired and super like feeling really vulnerable and not ready to be more vulnerable (laughs) right and you're just like putting all this pressure on like a showtime let's do this that's that's not going to be a well and i think you know some of the things you can talk about too is is like when you feel tired, how can you communicate that to each other? Say, yeah, we want to, we want a healthy, like frequency for us would be two to three times a week. I don't think you can know a, that though until you get in. No, I know. But if you're talking, if you're just talking, generally speaking, like, Hey, I want to, I want us to establish like a frequency. Let's talk about this. You know, when we get married, I feel like, like, it seems like a lot of healthy couples think this. So just having some ideas, like pinpoints that you can revisit that discussion after you're married and you're, you're kind of in that zone and then saying like, 
maybe what if I don't feel like it and you do, how are we going to navigate? How can we talk about that right now? Or are there ways we can talk about that or navigate that? And mm-hmm. how can we be honest, you know? And again, there's stuff that you face when you're just, you're married and you're in it. Um, but I think, yeah, having, having mentors that you can filter things through, mm-hmm. I think talking about, um, contraception is, is something you can prepare for and be an, aware of. Um, yes. And again, we're not like, that's not just like a blank check to go get whatever, like the doctor prescribes. No, I just think it's, um, it's okay yeah. to have that as a conversation that you can have. Cause he's asking how specific is too specific about sex, but I, I'm trying to say like, let's keep it somewhat general. And these are yeah. some of the big pillars and that I think we can you could read some books together, not Absolutely. together, but side by side. So, right. uh, like the mingling of souls by right. Matt and Lauren Chandler, right. uh, is a solid like dating resource. And yeah. it talks about, it talks about, it's all based on song of Solomon. Right. And it, so it definitely gets into yeah. like from dating to through, yeah. through into marriage. Right. And there's a very healthy dialogue happening there. So great. It's a yeah. pretty quick read. And keep, yeah. And it's, I just, like you said, I think getting too specific is just kind of going to entrap you and get you in a mm-hmm. bad place. So it's like, it's like if you're an alcoholic and you go and sit in the parking lot of a, of a liquor store, right? <laughs> right. That's not yeah. a wise move. Yeah. And I think it's good that he said, we want to make sure we're guarding our thoughts and our hearts. I think that's the, yeah, that's the best place you could start um, those conversations. Is this is this a conversation that is helping us guard our hearts, or are we exploring and going too far? Yep. Um, All right. So um, yeah, that's really good. So I'm going to go ahead and put two links in the mm-hmm. in the show notes. I'm going to do one for family vision, or, family, sorry, worship. family worship, mm-hmm. uh, and that's by Donna Whitney, and another one by Matt and Lauren Chandler. Their book. Did the you want to do the the evangelism one too? Oh uh, yeah, the master plan of evangelism. Yep, I'll put yep. that in, in there as well. Awesome. This has been a really uh, dense episode. I, I feel do like. feel like that, but it's been good. I love diving into this stuff with you, and I think it's good that um, we're all doing this with our our listeners and our readers. And we are so grateful for your time. And if you have enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a rating, a review. Mm-hmm. Um, anything to encourage other people to want to jump on and listen and learn more about Jesus and how he radiates out into marriage <laughs> that sounds way <laughs> that too a like funny sentence existential weird <laughs> no just how jesus really transforms our marriage and yeah. changes everything yeah. about our marriage i think what you mean yeah what, he brings what context he we, brings purpose we uh we're gonna do our very best to point people to christ yeah. if they're gonna listen thanks for read. reading my mind <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> uh, so if, uh Anytime, anything you can do to get more people to listen, I yeah. think would be really helpful for yeah. their faith as well. At least we hope yeah. by God's grace. Yeah. Um, we're certainly not gurus by any no. means. We're just a guy and a girl who fell in Sharon. love early yep. and stayed in love long time. So yeah. I anyway, love you long time. I love you long time. <laughs> All right. I think, do you want to say it? This episode is? In the can. All right. Fierce wives and fierce husbands. Thank you so much for listening. Selena, would you pray us yeah, out? I was just going to say, can you okay. pray? Jesus, thank you for this time with our listeners. Thank you for just helping us to and equipping us to disciple each other, um, to disciple those around us, to share with our community the goodness and hope that you've given us through through you. We love you, God, and we thank you for this time again. Show us, show us you. Help us to know you deeply, God. In your name, Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's been a helpful episode and we will be back in about seven days. So we will see you then. All right, guys, stay fierce. Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. 
For more resources for your marriage, please visit FierceMarriage.com or you can find us with our handle at Fierce Marriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care. Take care.